my name, as I said before, is Fernando, and now El Bisonte Delgado. Fernando <laughs> Delgado. Don't get discouraged. Because, of course, as anything, as any business, it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of time. Us as creatives, if you're a musician and you're going out and you're, you're pitching something to a venue and they don't understand the value of a musician, you might have to show it to them. You have to realize uh, that one of the main challenges every company faces is selling without selling content. You, I can buy a cinema camera today that costs me $30,000, but if the stuff that I'm creating is not interesting, is it really going to blow up? When they say, yeah, we can make you a million dollars in one month. And it's like, are you really going to make that for a business? It's just super hard, you know, because you don't know. So I think having different hobbies that have absolutely nothing to do with your career is extremely important. Your mind is your biggest asset. So you need to make sure that you have hobbies, that you're interacting with people, people that are not even on your industry, because most of the time you end up learning a lot some people that have nothing to do with your career, they give you a lot of insights. They give you a lot of valuable information. Yo, ma'am. All right, if you start seeing cooking content on this page, I swear to God, y'all better like that, man. <laughs> okay. Welcome to another episode of the Half Step to Life podcast. My name is Ito. My name is Outthought. And I'm Fernando. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Amazing. We have Fernando El Bisonte Delgado here. So it's yes. absolutely amazing. But before we get into that. And that the only one. The only one. Exacto. The, the <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into that conversation, uh, let me tell you about all the podcast episodes that we got on YouTube, on Google, on Apple Podcasts. It doesn't matter. Anywhere where you get your streaming podcast, you can definitely find us there and over a year's worth of content, literally over 60 episodes, which yes, is crazy. But if you don't like those and you're like, oh, this is too much for me, uh, you can definitely check out our short-term content, which is on uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube Shorts, everything. And if you don't think that's enough value, go to our website at www.halfsteptolife.com under the services tab, where you can get business consultations from us, mm -hmm. myself, yep. or Outthought, mm -hmm. or the both of us at the same time. Oh, yeah. And in addition to that, we're coming up with multiple projects that are coming out this year and events. And on top of that, if you didn't think that was enough value, Make sure to send us a DM or a personal DM on our, our you know, social media profiles or send us an email at info at w, uh, info at halfsteptolife.com to let us know if you want to be on the pod or if you just want to be a part of our project or want to help us out or whatever. Yes, I'm done. Now we're going to get into the conversation and Outthought will lead us into the conversation. Alrighty, guys, it's your boy Outthought here. And today we have a very special creative on here. We have the amazing the the legend the, the legend himself el bisonte can you say that el bisonte. thank you thank you oh, oh, he said it el bisonte el, el bisonte do <laughs> you know what that is it's officially the new nickname right yeah, yes that's it that's it that's it it's the legend you got the legend on the podcast legend el bisonte. Oh, yeah uh, uh a great person we got mr fernando delgado on here how are you feeling today how are you feeling good it's great, man. It's great. It's been a great week, great day. And thank you guys for inviting me. I'm super excited to discuss a little bit about my experience, you know, what I do and, you know, just overall the creative industry. I think there's a lot to talk about and I'm super excited, super happy to, to be a part of this podcast today. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, well, thank no you. Problem. Thank you for being on. And just to get started so that we have just, just a better idea of who you are and what you do. Um, go ahead and give us just a little synopsis about who you are and then also about your um, creative brew agency. 
Yes, absolutely. So my name, as I said before, is Fernando, and now El Bisonte Delgado. Fernando <laughs> Delgado. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> that becomes the thing. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah, it, it will. It will, hopefully. So I am 26 years old currently. I am from El Salvador. It's a beautiful country in Central America. Super small, but beautiful. And I moved with my family here like four years ago. Um, yeah, like like four years ago. And I went to college back in El Salvador. Uh, I studied marketing. It was actually communications marketing. Um, and I feel like that was the first time that I actually got involved into marketing. You know, I started to realize what I like, what I don't like. And while I was back in El Salvador, uh, my family and I decided to start a small coffee shop. And so we did that. And I feel like that was the first time that I needed to, I actually needed to do social media for a business, right? And I was like, okay, now I need to take care of this because I, we, we know we couldn't afford to pay someone to do the social media. And I was in college for that, you know? So it's like, it, it makes sense for me to start to use all my skills uh, on a real life, you know, in a real life case. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's try it. And I think that was the moment when I realized uh, the things that I like the most and the things that I don't like. I, think I didn't love uh, running a coffee shop or running a business as itself, you know, managing inventory, people, et cetera, et cetera. But I did love uh, social media, you know, telling the stories on social media. How are you going to attract someone? How are you going to, you know, create something valuable for people out of essentially a coffee shop that there's a lot of competitors, you know? Mm -hmm. And so when I moved here, uh, I started to work here and there, you know, just uh, trying to, to make money, however. And uh, I was doing a lot of side jobs, you know, doing photography, doing social media as a side hustle. Uh, but I think a year ago, a year and a half ago, I decided to quit everything I was doing, you know, save a little bit of money and decided to, you know, go full on the thing that I was, I was, I decided that I was going to do. And it's been working out. So I'm very grateful, you know, I've been doing it for a, lot, a year and a half full time. So I'm super happy that everything is working out. Uh, so I think, yeah, that's like a quick rundown of who I am, what I've been doing for the last couple of years, how I started. Yeah. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. And um, just so you guys are aware, um, and, and did we, did we get this out of the way in the beginning, Creative Brew Agency, um, if you go on Fernando's Instagram, um, you'll be able to find that very easily. Or if you just go on Instagram and look up Creative Brew Agency to see, you know, all of the stuff that he's done, um, all the people he's worked with. Um, so you guys can be familiar with it. And then maybe if you want some help or expertise, you might be able to go and talk to Fernando just to put that off in the very beginning. Just put that off in the very beginning. So a couple mm -hmm. questions I wanted to ask you off rip is when you were working at this coffee shop with your family um, and you were, you know, you're really starting to delve into social media because we talk about social media all the time. We do. What is one of the biggest things you noticed off rip, like getting getting into it? What was your one of your biggest challenges getting into starting social media? You know, I think one of the hardest part is that when you have a product and you're trying to make sales, you're trying to make money out of a product, I think the first thing that comes natural to you is, okay, I need to sell this product to people, right? So let's say you have a bottle company and all you want to do is to promote the bottle company. But you need to think about it when you're doing social media, what you're trying to do with your audience is to entertain them, educate them, or provide any sort of value to people, you know? And if you're just trying to sell stuff to people, no 
more real results. And I think that's something that has changed over the last couple of years, especially with TikTok, especially with all these you know, short video platforms that are popping out. You have to realize uh, that one of the main challenges every company faces is selling without selling. So how do you do that? By creating, by telling stories, um, providing value, you know, content marketing. If you want to just start a podcast with your business, you should do that to become an expert on your industry. So there's, I think that's probably the, the number one challenge that I face, you know, because you have a product, you have, in my case, coffee. How do I sell coffee without selling coffee, you know? Mm, exactly exactly that's a big thing too and what what you guys are listening to that because that's super important and and uh i also want to bring more importance to that because uh, i thought in multiple episodes before this one has gave a super clear example it's just like he always like he literally told me like it's like we're in the supermarket you're going in for a specific thing you already know for a fact before even getting into a supermarket that you're going to buy goldfish crackers like it's like you you want those crackers you want to give them to your child and that's it and you already know exactly and that's it and you know exactly where they are they're in the cracker exactly it's not cracker barrel but you know (laughs) yeah then then you just literally bought a product that you had in your mind before even going to the to the edificio the the building bilingual brain you see (laughs) it is yeah that's it is like those two yes that's a fact. And and continuing on the conversation of, um, you know, in general, becoming an expert in your industry. So when we're talking about experts in our industry, like if I'm thinking about really like music, if I'm thinking about an expert in my industry, first person that I love, like Roy Hargrove, mm-hmm. God rest his soul, or um, another person just random, random, like just popping in my head, Chris Brown, another expert in the industry. So whenever it comes to you and your niche as a creative, how do you think, what are the best ways or what are the best like building blocks to set yourself up as somebody that's going to be an expert in your community, like just in general? Absolutely. So I think the first thing you need to do, uh, I think that works for every business. And I think it's something that every business should be doing is having a clear vision of who their audience is, because that is going to make your life easier in multiple ways. For example, if you know who your audience is, is let's say you're I don't know, you're a chef, right? And your audience is fine dining. Uh, what are you going to do to speak to those people? What are they What are they interests, you know? And most of the time, people want to know a little bit of what you're doing behind the scenes, how you come up with the, you know, your creative process to come up with new recipes. Uh, if you're a musician, what happens on the studio? Uh, what conversations are you having with people? Are you telling people, how are you making all these things happen? You know, because I think it's very interesting. Most of the time, daily life as a business owner can be boring. But from an outsider perspective, everything that you're doing on a single uh, everyday basis is super interesting. So I that's something I give advice for a lot of businesses. You know, maybe, you know, let's go back to coffee shops. Maybe for you, restocking your the stuff at the coffee shop is boring. But I've seen a lot of TikTok uh of coffee shops doing exactly that. You're showing what they're doing on a daily basis. People are super interested. You know, there's a genuine interest to know what happens behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. That's very big. That's very big. And um, even with that, I think um, 
you know, whether you're a musician or a photographer, or a dancer, you can all do that, you know? So if we're talking about social media and you're trying to establish yourself as an expert in the field, you don't necessarily have to, you know, be the best one in the world, but show people your process, you know, show people what you do behind the scenes, whatever it is, um, just really, really get into the habit of documenting yourself, doing whatever it is you're doing. And then for, and then from there, showing yourself to the world. And on that, I'll jump to my next point, which is, documenting yourself a lot of people have problems documenting themselves mm-hmm. i've talked to you know a bunch of different creatives had consultations with them and one of the biggest things is is social media and then from there i don't know what to post i don't know how often to post blah 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 but let's let's spend some time there on i don't know like how to get the content of myself how would you say as a creative like if you're if you're going to get into content marketing or you're going to put content out how should you structure your intake or taking in content like if you're going to make it so let's see. Uh, sorry, but before we jump into that, something that I forgot to mention is uh, when it comes to becoming a, a leader or a professional, if you're trying to become a, a professional in your industry or be perceived as so, mm-hmm. uh, I think something that is very important and that also touches into the other point is that you have to be uh, you have to be of value to people, right? So your main goal shouldn't be necessarily to closing a deal or to make money out of one piece of content, but I, I believe you're main goal when you're creating content is to be of value to others you know be valuable be of service to others answer questions that people have now going into the other question that you ask about how would i approach creating content i think the best thing i will recommend for any person that is struggling with this is to establish content pillars uh i think that's probably one of the easiest ways to do it and to organize the stuff that you're doing so for example if you're a musician, right? We're, we're already talking about musicians and you're trying to create content. Uh, let's come up with real quick with three content pillars that you're going to be using for, on a monthly basis. So you're a musician. What happens when you're a musician? You have a creative process, right? So you uh, create one pillar that is going to be creative process. You document yourself when you're writing a song, when you're coming up with ideas, when you're singing on your room alone, uh, what happens on the creative process. Next content pillar is going to be production. So how do I produce my songs? What software do I use? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do I use the software? What makes me you know, prefer this from that? How do I pick the sounds? How do I come up with a melody, et cetera, et cetera? And the other content pillar is going to be how do I promote my music? Uh, I choose TikTok. I'm going to go to the streets and get random people to listen to my songs. I'm going, you know, to go on a mall and blast my song, you know, whatever it is. But I think the best thing to do is to structure your content because when you have a lot of ideas on your brain, I think it becomes kind of discouraging because you don't know where to start. But if you write down what you want to do, you create content pillars and you just uh, basically write a step-by-step on what you need to do, your life becomes easier. And I think I, I've seen a lot of creatives too are struggling uh with the gear, you know, gear is something that everyone talks about. And you know, nowadays, all you need is this, all you need is a phone. You don't need a fancy camera. You don't need a fancy microphone, cinema camera, et cetera, et cetera. All you need is your phone. Because at the, at the end of the day, what people actually enjoy and appreciate is the content, you know, if they're interested in content. You, I can buy a cinema camera today that cost me $30,000, uh, but if the stuff that I'm creating is not interesting, is it really going to blow up? I don't think so. And I've seen many creators like Emma Chamberlain. I don't know if you guys are familiar with her, but her content is 
her content is so good. It's it's just like you're watching a reality show, right? She's just recording with a small camera, just blogging her daily life. And she's huge now. She's huge. It's just because she's actually doing something that people want to see, you know? I see. I see. That's really, I mean, honestly, great information so far. And hopefully you guys are taking notes on this one or hopefully take notes on every single one because this is something that he does every single day. He, he does social media for different businesses, like we are saying before. Um, one thing that even I would say I struggle with, now this is, this is something that's like personal. I don't, I don't typically get into these types of things on camera, but when you're doing, when you're doing a lot of different like types of social media, when you're promoting for a lot of different events or doing a lot of things at once, mm -hmm. how do you make it, or how do you, how do you put certain things at the forefront? Like for instance, say you say you're pushing out content pillars, right? Um, and say you're, you know, you're pushing out content every single day. How do you make sure that certain content, say you have an event coming up, comes out a lot more than the other content pillars when you're still trying to build your audience up and they're still expecting that content to come out? So I think what you need to uh, do um, in that case is probably just be very consistent. And if you have a pillar that you think for a certain period of time is more important, just push that content down a little more. And I think there's no limit, especially with TikTok and Instagram. I've, I've been hearing a lot of experts talking about uh, quantity. Sometimes you need to focus on quantity uh, because you want to make sure people are actually watching your content. Sometimes you can produce something that is great, but if only 100 people are seeing it, you, you're not going to get the results that you want. So right. I think in that case, what I would recommend is to prioritize uh, depending on, you know, if you have an event coming up, if you have something special, then you want to make sure people know what you're going to be doing, what is going to be happening, because you want to be top of mind, right? So always make sure you use the other content pillars, but you have to prioritize. That's a fact. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Ido, did you have any questions? Yeah, I've, I've, I mean, that one's, that one's related to a question that I had. I mean, for me and my personal stuff, including the stuff that I do for this business as well, because I'm the CMO of this company, so then I'm overseeing all the marketing efforts, you know? my thing is mainly it's just like not necessarily burnout but it's just like after like just for reference for for between this company and my company uh, i'm like literally posting anywhere posting or filming anywhere between 30 to 50 or pieces of content you know it's like like because if you're talking about quantity there i'm there with the quantity i don't care <laughs> i'm serious i'm serious because like my, my thing is just like for this, I have a lot of hopes for this business and I have a lot of goals and, and, and uh, metas that I, that I want to uh, accomplish uh, with this business and with my own. So uh, a lot of the social media gurus that I like follow, like, like, hey, Dominic is a really great one. Uh, a bunch of people, um, Vanessa Lau is another one that they're always talking about like quantity, 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 and then like literally anything if you have the option to make sure that that quantity, quantity, quantity is also met with quality. So my, so my question to you, cause you do it a lot, um, is like, how can you meet the quantity and the quality in the most time effective way possible that any, any creative could do? Because it is a lot of work to create quality, you know, it, but it's also a lot of work to create a quantity. So it's like, that's my main thing that, that, that I wanted to ask you. Absolutely. So I think as a creative, especially if you're trying to create uh, content, you need to find a workflow uh, that suits your needs. For example, if you're trying to come up with 20 pieces of content for TikTok uh, per week, it's going to be very hard if, if uh, 
if you're not using only your phone. If you're trying to use, um, you know, a fancy camera, as I mentioned before, then the workflow becomes much harder because then you have to think about color grading, you have to think about the oh, music, yeah. and you have to think about the quality, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, using the proper lens. Right. So I think uh, that's why I encourage a lot of people, you know, don't get uh, frustrated because you don't have the proper gear. If you have your phone, that's definitely what you need. I think there's a lot of apps right at the moment that, that are super helpful for any creator. Um, just to make sure you have a workflow where you can film today and in 10, 15 minutes, you have that piece of content uh, up. And I will also say that you don't have to lower your standards in, in terms uh, of quality, but I do believe the only way to figure out if something is going to work is to test multiple things, right? So you need to test different types of content and just, you know, put a lot of content out there because that is going to be the only way that you're going to, to collect data. Are people liking more this? Are people liking more this other type of content? And the only actual way to do that is by testing because I like to say this a lot to people, even though we're marketing professionals, but most of the time we're doing what I call educators, educated guesses. I mean, we're still guessing, right? But the only way that you're going to know something for a fact if if you have the data to back up, right? So let's say I start to work with a new business and I think I have um, you know, like the perfect the perfect way to make them blow up on social media. But that is not the case most of the times. You know, if I I me personally I work with uh hospitality industry mostly, so restaurants, uh mostly fine dining. And I feel like I found a recipe, you know, for how to make these people uh, stand out from the crowd. But the only way to, to figure out if that is going to work is to put the content out there and see how your audience is going to react. You know, it's the only way you collect data. It's the only way people comment, share. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not saying to lower the standards, but make sure you're putting enough content to collect data, you know, at the end of the month, after you put a hundred pieces of content, what is working, what is not working. Okay. Mm. Nice. Also, uh, if, if you don't mind me asking, to, can I ask another question? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, so uh, because, thank you for answering that question, first of all, because that's been a conundrum for me for, for a while. Um, this, my second question is, is more so uh, when, because you mentioned workflow. So like, for example, like I'll, I'll be, I'll be producing content on like either Saturday or Sunday because those are my days off, mm -hmm. which then I can batch produce, which is great because then I can like schedule out, you know, and on my content calendar, like which posts are going to go out at which specific time with the, you know, specific copy description, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I wanted to know right. if there were any other examples of, of workflow, because uh, that seems like the most common mm -hmm. among among social media makers, like social media content creators. It's like they have a Google calendar and they have like one or two days in which that they're making content on a consistent basis. And I wanted to know from your experience uh, from working with all these businesses, uh, is there any other way that maybe I could try to see maybe if that workflow is better? Um, and yeah. So not that I'm aware of that that's been the workflow that I've been using for multiple years. And it's just what I think makes the most sense for a lot of people. Because what I usually do uh, with my agency, with my clients, is that you go, uh, let's say, twice a month to create content and you make sure that you create enough content for the rest of the month. But that 
it's not as easy as it sounds, right? Because there's a lot of planning behind it. Right. And I think that's what frustrates a lot of people, you know? When you have all of these ideas in your brain, but you're not a structure, you don't know where to start, you don't know why you should be doing this or that, um, I think you need to structure and to be very focused on planning. For me, that's that's the goal, you know? When I'm, I'm going on a shoot, I already know what I'm going to do. I'm open, you know, to, to shoot different things that just come up in the moment. But I already know what I'm going to do, and that gives me the freedom to focus on 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 the technical aspect of things, right? I'm not thinking about the idea of the piece of content that I'm going to produce, but I'm thinking about great composition. I'm thinking about lighting. I'm thinking about colors, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I spent a lot of hours planning. I spent a lot of hours determining uh, what is going to be the content for the month. And based on what, right? Based on the data that I had from the previous month, what works, what didn't work, why should I be changing? Um, I think that that is probably the best work workflow. That's the one that I recommend. Make sure you plan, um, spend a lot of time on planning, and then just go and have fun creating the stuff that you already planned. Nice. Okay, thank you. Next question that I had for you is when it comes to um, – putting out content that might be a little bit bigger or crazier, maybe have a bigger idea in mind. Have you ever had to call in or bring in a team to help you? Like maybe you're shooting some type of small, like really cool video for a creative agency or you're, or you're well, not for as a creative agency, um, or you're going out and you're doing something for a business and they, they go, you know, we really need something that's more commercial, like for this next video. Have you ever had to go out there and do that? And then if so, um, how do you prepare for something like that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's super scary to do it because most of the times you get used to doing everything, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's also a problem that a lot of freelancers have. Mm -hmm. um, that at some point you need to realize that in order to grow and to do more things and to grow and to grow not just as a freelancer, but as a business, you need to start to put your time into things that make the business grow, right? If you're spending all of your time shooting, if you're spending all of your time being a social media manager, then that, you know, that kind of stops you from, from growing, right? Because you have a limit. There's only so many accounts that you can manage. There's only so, so much content that you trained on a month for a certain amount of clients. Um, so in that case, what I usually do is, you know, I do a lot of research when it comes to hiring someone to help me on a production. I do a lot of research and most of the time I go based on the previous work. You know, if, for example, I have a client and I know the aesthetic they're looking for, I try to do my best doing research on production companies or other freelancers that are experts on bringing that vision to life. And that's usually how I approach it. And of course, when you introduce a lot of relationships with people, right? You know, other photographers, you know, you know videographers, you know, people that produce podcasts. And just making those connections is super valuable because at some point of your career, you're going to meet one another, right? So that's how I usually approach it. I'm very grateful because I know a lot of photographers now. I know a lot of videographers and people that are able to help me um, with multiple things, you know, not only video and photography related, but I do work with graphic designers, web designers, social media managers, you know, that are just making my life easy, you know, it just helps me grow the business. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. That's a fact. And then um, something that's a little more follow-up. Um, when you have, when you're, say, say you're working with a new business and um, 
obviously like we've talked about in this podcast before for the people that are listening mm-hmm. um when people are looking for you and your work they're looking at your social media pages they're looking at the stuff that you've done in the past they're looking at whatever you've put up for them so let's say they've already gotten that they've gotten the information they need and they're like you know what we're gonna go with this guy when you when you go and you make your pitch or you kind of you know you're having your conversations with them how do you assure businesses that your product will not only help them in their social media grow but it will it'll give how do you give them finite numbers or if or do you give them finite numbers and then from there um if things let's say things get a little bit difficult how do you reconcile with businesses or or how do you kind of um make sure that they understand that you know things might take a little while in order for things to improve and this is this is really for any creative out there a lot of times us as creatives if you're a musician and you're going out and you're, you're pitching something to a venue and they don't understand the value of a musician, you might have to show it to them. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a dancer or you're an actor, sometimes you have to show the value for whatever your services are. So this will be a really important, um, really important piece for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's probably one of the trickiest, one of the trickiest things when you're doing when you're doing social media or any sort of creative work mm-hmm. is because a lot of people are not going to value your work uh, right away. So you need to prove them what are you going to do for them. So something I recommend for everyone, and it's also a mistake that I see very often, uh, you need to under-promise and over-deliver. That's what you need to do all the time. You tell a business, I'm going to improve your engagement rate uh, by 3%, but you know deep inside that you can do it by 5 7 8% in, let's say, two months, right? Of course, it will depend on the industry that you're in and the specific um, business that you're working with. Uh, for me, what works and what has been working for the last couple of years is just under-promising and over-delivering. Of course, there has been times where I'm not able to meet uh, the expectations of the client, but I'm also, I always try to be very clear on why we think some things are not working, how are we going to adjust, what are we going to do in the next couple of months. So I think in that case, just having very clear communication and being extremely honest and transparent with your clients is what is going is what is going to separate you from you know from the rest. Is being honest, making sure you're not promising things that you're not completely sure that you can accomplish. Exactly. Because the thing about social media and marketing is that it's very hard to promise. I, I I'm always very you know I'm kind of scared when people promise too much when they say yeah we can make you a million dollars in one month. And it's like do you? Do you are you really going to make that for a business? It's just super hard, you know, because you don't know. As I said it before, we make we're making educated guesses, you know. We're still guessing a lot of things. So promising, uh, it's hard, but you need to provide your client with numbers. So that's why I recommend everyone to do their own research, right? Make sure you know what is your industry standard uh for engagement rate, uh, you know, for different things, how many followers does your client wants to have in a one year period of time? Do you think that is achievable? How do you, why do you think that is achievable? Do you make your research? So I think a lot of people need to spend time doing research and making sure they know if they can achieve and meet the expectations of the client. If not, you need to make sure that you're communicating that because if they expect something from you and even though you're providing value, they're not going to be happy. So I think that is very tricky and it's like a gray area where you need to be clear and you need to be honest and be upfront with your clients. That's a fact. That's a fact, guys. And, and I wish we could rewind that and play that back with a little... 
but but we can't do that right now. So it's okay. But what, but really, just, <laughs> just please be internalizing all the things that um, Fernando is saying, and and, the, and these last couple of questions that we ask. Just make sure that you are you are really pulling this one in. You might need to rewind this one and go back because social media is something we've talked about at lengths um, already. And now that we have a social media manager on here, which we've had people that talk about social media before, but this is just great information for you guys. For sure. Um, and, and now this this question is um, something that I've seen. I've seen so many times sitting down with creatives with, with my knowledge of, of social media, um, misplaced content. And and I'll say that I'll say it again, misplaced content. And, and really what this is about is on every single you know social media platform, whether you're on Instagram or YouTube or you're on TikTok or that you're on Twitter, there are different types of content that work better, whether it's, you know, a lot of text or you're seeing a bunch of text all over the place with um, uh, a social media site like like TikTok, where you're trying to put a bunch of stuff in the captions, even though there's only so much in the caption that's going to work and not much on the video, or you're trying to put a bunch of videos into Facebook and it's like, oh, well, this is good, but it's not necessarily the platform for whatever it is. Um, what what are a couple of cents that you might have on like misplaced content or content that should be going on a different um, social media platform and like if you had to give me two or three social media in like um, like two two or three social media platforms what would you say works best on them like for instance I'll give you um, if we were talking about Instagram Facebook and Twitter what kinds of social what kinds of um, content do you think would be really good on those like different ones and then um, how to how to really do better with misplaced content or content that's kind of put in the wrong place. Yeah, so I think it's very important uh, in that case to also understand where your audience is, right? If, if you're a business owner and, you know, you have a younger demographic, you probably want to be on TikTok and you need to see what's working on your industry on TikTok. I'm a big fan of doing research and doing what other people are doing. It does not mean that you need to copy where others are doing, but you can take references and you can see what others are doing, right? So for TikTok, definitely need to be as organic as possible. I've seen a lot of big brands making the mistake that they're only trying to sell. As we mentioned before, you know, they're trying to sell and they're telling you, you need to buy this bottle and because this bottle is great, it does this for you, blah, blah, blah. And they get like two likes. And then you see funny stuff on TikTok that is actually hilarious and you want to follow super organic that actually... Uh, provides value, right? And and you end up with a lot of likes, a lot of followers, and a lot of basically fans of your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also very important to understand that so, uh, social media in general is most of the times just top of funnel, right? You cannot be selling on social media, like directly. Uh, it's, it's top of funnel. You know, you create an audience and then, you know, you, you try to find other ways to sell, maybe advertising, maybe you do paid advertising. So for TikTok, I will say definitely organic. Uh, Instagram, I think it's trending more and more towards uh, not very highly produced content. That's something that I've been seeing for the last couple of months uh, where the content that seems to be hyper produced, super high quality with extreme, super sharp and super commercial people are not, not engaging as much as they used to. Um, yeah, I think very, keep it organic as well. You know, your phone is a great tool to create content for Instagram. And in Facebook, I think it gives you the advantage to be, uh, more descriptive on the caption because people t- tend to read a little bit more on Facebook. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I love TikTok, honestly. I feel like TikTok is the future. TikTok and Reels is where most people should be putting a lot of their efforts if they're trying to grow. 
Oh yeah, oh yeah, and man, man, this guy's hitting the nails on the head, man. He's just he's making me feel better about myself in that you know the right content's going out, but then at the same time, you know, giving us information that is very valuable. And remember, remember, guys, um, could you real quickly just just give your social media handles just so people know them? We're gonna get you to do it again, again, but but right now, just drop them so that people know. Absolutely. So you can follow me on Instagram at fairdelgado96. And the and my creative agency is at Creative Brew Agency. Awesome, awesome. And um, next question is more of just a creative question in general. As a creative and also a businessman, um, how do you take your time to really flex that creative muscle outside of, or really just just get some time to yourself outside of doing this very you know time ex, you know a lot of time exerted and a lot of sometimes stressful job. How do you get out of that and start doing what you like to do? That's a great question. I think it's something that most creatives should be taking care of, you know, mental health and just making sure that they're doing things outside of work. Because what happens if you're, when you're a creative, you know, you use your brain all the time and you get tired, you get exhausted if you're just trying to come up with new ideas every single day. How am I going to make this happen from scratch? It's hard and it's, it's a hard job. When you experience it, you realize that it's like, man, people expect a lot from you and you need to be taking proper care of yourself. So I think having different hobbies that have absolutely nothing to do with your career is extremely important. I'm a big fan of sports. So um, after 7 p.m., I, I make sure that I have time for myself. Right? I like to read. I like to go out with my friends. I like to go and train some sports. Um, I think it's extremely important because most of the great ideas that you're going to have are going to happen when you're outside. It might be taking a walk in the park, you know, getting a little bit of fresh fresh air and that idea comes to your mind so i think it's extremely important that every creative takes proper care of themselves uh your your mind is your biggest asset so you need to make sure that you have hobbies that you're interacting with people um people that are not even on your industry because most of the time you end up learning a lot from people that have nothing to do with your career they give you a lot of insights they give you a lot of valuable information so I do encourage everyone to, you know, just take proper care of yourself and make sure you're doing things outside of your career. It's extremely important as a creative. That's super important. That's super important. You know, did you have any more questions? Yeah. I mean, also for me, just like just seeing, um, I'm, I'm curious to see how, how you feel about YouTube shorts because, because uh, a lot of people not only talking about TikTok and reels and whatnot, just short form content, but like also like within the past year, like last June, one of my posts that I repurposed from from TikTok on my personal stuff uh, got to 14 million views, which then wow. thank you. It was, it was a lot. And then literally three months after that, because of quantity, because of quantity, uh, three months after that, another post went for four million. So it was just like but 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 now i'm trying to see how i can make that happen more often and 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 obviously that would mean more subscribers more more uh, followers on instagram more followers on whatever but it seems like and i feel like this is a lot for people as well mm. like like it seems like instagram is like the hardest to grow right now it seems like 
Because like it is absolutely. You know what I mean? You know you know what I mean? Because like on YouTube, at least you have you have a funnel of shorts going into your actual videos, so then people are watching and they're supplementing those. And then on TikTok, it's just like that's all you get. Like that's like yep. short form content, so that's all you get. But then on Instagram, it's like with all theirs, they're trying to copy everybody and this, that, and the third. And now they have reels and they're adding more things, and you have to be wary of their of their new features, and you have to use their new features and whatever. And it's like it's such a headache. Like it's such. It's it's really frustrating because it's like when you're trying to promote something on Instagram in general, it, it just seems like you're you're throwing a, a needle in a needle stack. Mm, needle in a needle stack. You know, it's just like like a freaking, and there's like like that. There just goes like, nothing happens with it. It doesn't matter if you put like sponsored, uh, like make it a sponsored post or or put uh, funding behind it with mm. your marketing strategy um it, it just it's always 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 and i don't and i don't know how to get out of this funk man like, <laughs> for both businesses it's the same thing it's like jesus christ the other man it's yeah. it's a grind man it's definitely a grind and, and it's very easy to get frustrated right because sometimes you spend a lot of time you know planning the content producing yeah. the content and then you put it out there and you only get like 14 views it's like man what's happening but you know it's, it's i think it's, it's the same thing you know you have to be extremely consistent and you have to put out a lot of content. Mm -hmm. After a period of time, you're going to know what type of content people want to see. Mm -hmm. And once you know that, you can start to focus all of your efforts on, on that one or two, or two things, you know, that are actually working for you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, my, my best advice is to always, self, always stay consistent and make sure you're putting a lot of content out there, even if it's getting only 14 views. Mm -hmm. I also have another question. Um, because I just, because these are, these are the things, these are the qualms that I have every single day, every single day. Mm -hmm. I worry about these things because, you know, like we separate our, our business, uh, a a tactics uh, between the both of us. So that way we can effectively tackle our business effective, effectively tackle our businesses effectively. Um, <laughs> and one of the problems as well, and this might be, uh, you know, great for some people to listen to because it's like a very common problem is that the the aspect of when you're trying to change your content from one thing that actually does work to something that that is not known for your page but you really want to do the thing that's not known for your page not not the stuff example you put out a really funny meme something within a specific niche and you're just like oh my gosh like this funny thing gets a lot of views keep doing that very consistent you know this that and the third maintaining the quality maybe even upping the quality depends but then you're like i don't know if i want to do that anymore hmm. i want to do more catered like short-term vlog stuff maybe maybe a description or a, a review of something that i thought was really interesting yeah i see what do you do in those situations because uh that is my biggest problem at, at this time besides the other, all the other stuff <laughs> No, no, I, I get it. I get it. You know, it's it's like you're you already know what's working on one end, but you also want to stay creative and experiment with different things. Um so I, I think the same rule will also apply, you know. You need to be, you know, you need to take risks when it comes to content, right? And, and it's hard because sometimes if you know what's already performing, but you have a new content series that you really want to make happen. Right. but you're scared because you don't know how it's going to perform right. you, you need to do the same thing right you need to put that content out there and put it out there for a long for a long enough period of time to make sure you know 
if it's going to keep growing mm-hmm. or maybe you should focus on something else. But I think it's very important for every creative to not become uh, boring with content, right? Because I think it might be like an addicting behavior where you get the likes, you get the views, and then you're like, okay, so this is what I should be doing for the rest of my life, just this one type of content. You definitely need to niche down and identify where, why you as a person, as a business, as a creator, why are you known for but also be open enough to explore with different types of content. You know, you see a lot of these YouTubers that eventually start a podcast. Then they start to focus a lot on shorts. You see a lot of TikTok guys that start a podcast. and They just go into different flat platforms and experiment with different types of content. So I think, I definitely think the same rule applies. You need to be consistent, even if it's new content. It, of course, it's scary, right? Because you don't know how that is going to perform. And you want to make it work so bad, but the only way to know if it's going to work is if you put it out there and, you know, just see what happens, see what happens when, once it's out there. So you don't have to overthink it too much. If you have a piece of content, if you have a content series that you want to create, even that it might be a little bit different from what, what you've been creating, just put it out there, see what happens. You know, what's the worst thing that can happen? Getting 14 views, who cares? Hmm. That's a fact. That's, That's a, a fact. fact. That is it. Yo, ma'am. All right, if you start seeing cooking content on this page, I swear to God, y'all is better like that, man. Yo, ma'am. I'm frustrated. That's a fact. Did you have any more questions for for um for Fernando before we? No. Uh, the, oh, so okay. Uh, no, no. I think that that was uh, my last question. I asked a lot of questions. Hey, I think we both did. We both did. <laughs> Fernando's. No, but it's it's been fun, man. It's been fun. It's been fun. Thank you, guys. Facts, no problem. Last question I have for you is what's one piece of advice you'd give to somebody that's um, maybe coming up or trying to really get things going with their their, their social media um, that you would just, just a pothole you ran into, you're like, dang, I, I don't want anybody else to run into this pothole. Let me let me address it while I can. So you mean someone that is, uh, as, as a creator or something that wants to start a social media business? Um, somebody that wants to, uh, as a creator, as a creator. As a creator, um, uh... Be consistent. Make sure that you're planning your content because that is going to give you a lot of room uh, to explore with different things. Make sure you're consuming great quality content. Mm. Uh, very important as a creator, you need to uh, be inspired most of the time. Right? You need to make sure that you're doing your research, that you're reading your books about the stuff that you like, that you're consuming other creators that you like. And take notes on why you like certain creators, right? Mm. Don't be afraid to develop a personal style just because there are trends. It does not mean that you should be doing what everyone else is doing. So focus on developing a personal style, even if it takes a longer time, because it does. Uh, Be consistent, plan, develop your personal style, and put a lot of content out. And the last one, don't get discouraged. Because, of course, as anything, as any business, as any creative endeavor that you take, it takes a lot of patience and it takes a lot of time. So you give, you need to give yourself permission to fail uh, because it's going to happen. Give yourself permission to fail. Don't get discouraged until you've been doing it for a long time where you can see if you need to adjust something. But give yourself time. Give yourself permission to fail and make sure you're being consistent. And I feel like if you have a vision of where you're going to be, that is going to be your fuel. Mm, it's a fact. 
Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate you, Fernando. No, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Oh, well, thank, thank you too, Ito, for being on this podcast. Thank you for coming on and joining me today. Um, <laughs> I live here. <laughs> like, it's my house. Hey, it's, it's my uh, this house. is where I live. This is, <laughs> this is where I live. Facts, facts. Well, one more time, please drop your, your Instagram and just anything, any any piece of um, yes. information you want to drop to, to the people so they know who you are, what you do. And we'll put it in the description, too. So uh, you can follow me on Instagram at turtlegato96. My agency Instagram is Creative Brew Agency, and I recently started a podcast with a big chef and friend of mine, uh, Chef Michael Colantes. Shout out to Chef Mike. Uh, it's called Eighty Six the Podcast. I'm going to send you also the link, so maybe you can put it over there. But yeah, Eighty Six the Podcast. We took with uh, we talk with hospitality industry leaders. You know, a lot of chefs, creatives, entrepreneurs. So yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Nice. Awesome, awesome. Looking so, forward to seeing them that more of that content because I checked it out before. So you're basically telling you. me what you're basically telling me is that we're gonna we're gonna take Food Network's money. That's what you're basically saying. Exactly. That's what we're. That's the plan. In two nice. years. In two years. In two years. <laughs> in, in two years. In no, two years. No, no, a year and a half. Sounds Absolutely, good. year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you ever need some creators to be on a podcast, we would we'd love to be on your podcast. Listen, I'm you spread the love. Well, eventually, I'm gonna get that red camera, and then I'm gonna start filming everybody. Okay, <laughs> filming a squirrel. You feel me? Filming coffee. You yes. feel me? Make it look cinematic, right? And make it look sit. Yes, bro. Cinematic. I just need fifteen thousand dollars. That's, oh, yeah. that's all 15, I need. Yeah, fifteen grand. That's, all <laughs> I need. that's a fact. <laughs> oh, so pocket God. change, right? Yeah, it's a pocket change. Oh yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for me. I have it in my pocket right now. Uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but anyway, uh, thank you for coming to another episode of the Half Step to Life podcast with Fernando El Bisonte Delgado. Yes. Yes. Thank Ooh. you, guys. If you wanted you guys. To check, of course, of course. If you wanted to check out the rest of our uh, podcast catalog, you can check out Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere we get podcasts. On top of that, you can check out our short-term content, which yes. apparently it's going to change because y'all are stupid. Mm -hmm. yeah, don't call them stupid all the time you call them stupid all the time that's why they're that's why they're, that's why they're like, like <laughs> <laughs> that's notoriety bad notoriety oh is also gosh. good notoriety. Oh anyway, anyway but if you want to check out our shorter form content you can check out on tiktok youtube shorts um and reels and then on top of that you can check out our consultations that we have currently at www.halfstepslife.com under the services tab in addition to projects that we're coming out with this year and That's events cool. that we want to put out but you'll hear about those later um and then finally if you want more people to come on the podcast please hit us up on our dms please hit us up with an email info at halfstepthelife.com we we're, we're nice people we're just two young brown attractive men that's it that's, that's you just gotta send an email that's, it. <laughs> that's a fact that's a fact but having that said my name is ito my name is out Oh, I have to say my name too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I messed up. I messed up. We got to cut this. And my name is Fernando El Bisonte. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I'll see y'all in the next one. Peace out. Thanks, guys.